The keys to your heart, heart. and I will never be the same, same. It's hard to keep it straight because I'm not looking straight. And when I'm looking straight, I can't see the tie. I can't even see, I can't see what's happening. This is like a nightmare. This is like a never ending tie nightmare. Tie mare. Live from West Berlin, it's the committee program sponsored by Cadre Cigarettes, the national cigarette of Equatorial Fredonia, and starring Aran Chaudhary, Julia Doubleday, Forrest Lovett, Fiamma Meli, Jevat Castati, and yours truly, Jacopo Castelletti. And now, from some sort of conference in Copenhagen, Aron Chaudhary. Oh, hi, Jacopo. I didn't see you there. I was just perusing uh, this year's Democracy Perception Index. Uh, it is hot off the press, Democracy Alliance, uh, and here in Copenhagen, they're certainly handing them out like speeding tickets. So uh, if that's a thing that you were wondering if it was out, the answer is yes. Now, welcome to your committee program, and we have a really cool show lined up for you tonight. We will be connecting with a uh, South African cabbie, with Trevor, uh, as promised. Uh, my sister, Amanda Chaudhary, will be here. She is an incredible musician, a good person with good politics as well, and we enjoy that. Uh, and uh, what else is happening? Oh, right. Yeah, well, it, look, there are municipal elections in Italy, and that is obviously something that we are very concerned about, and so Jacopo is on the case. He is in Liguria, which is where many of these things are happening this week, uh, and as such, I am now going to be delivering our polling uh, just as like a human person, not as a Jacopo polling channel graphic extravaganza. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a great show. We're going to have a good time, and... On with the polling. Ciao and welcome back to our polling update here at the Polling Channel, brought to you by the Committee Program. Hi, and welcome to Committee Polling Channel. I'm your host, Arun Chaudhry, and today we will begin in Peru with the CPI poll for the mayoral election in Lima. Conservative PP candidate Uresti clocks in at 29%, with Lopez Aliga from the right-wing RP coming closely behind at 26%. There's also a center-right candidate if conservative and right-wing aren't your thing. Yeah, it sounds like a tough town. I have actually never been. In Sweden, the desk, the Demoskop poll has Social Democrat Coalition and the right-wing moderate Swedish Democrat Kerfluffle. The moderates are the name of the right-wing party. Uh, the Swedish Democrats are the name of it. It's a, it's a whole thing. Uh, the Social Dems have 31%, with the moderates at 22%. The Swedish Dems are at 17%. The left is at 8 It's going to be a real race. Uh, we're going to see this happening in the fall, I think. Um, and it, Sweden is at a very interesting place electorally. And a lot of the issues that I would say the, the, um, the Social Democrats have are very similar to the ones that Democrats have with, um, you know, economically progressive and culturally progressive factions of the party interplaying in interesting ways. I think this is something that we should probably devote a whole segment to because we have lots of friends of the show uh, from Sweden. We work in Sweden. Sweden. Man. In Angola. 
per the Movimento Civico Mudei poll, former CIA darlings Unita have a firm lead over formerly, former ruling left party, the MPLA, at 54 to 34%. This looks unmovable and is, I mean, remarkable because the MPLA has never lost an election. So uh, this is a tough one. Uh, World Elects has a very tight race in Colombia in their second round of presidential uh, of the presidential election set for June 19th with Petro, our guy, at 47.8% and Hernandez, their guy, at 47.1%. In the French legislative elections, we have a mess, and I don't know about these numbers, but Renaissance and Allies are at 28% with a left-green alliance of uh, uh, Nupes at 25%. A scattering of other parties are in single and double digits. It's hard to know the methodology uh, for a poll on an election like this, but we admire the moxie. We really do. Committee. Committato. Committed. Committato. Carule. Committee. We're young way. Submitting. We're committing. Hey, 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 over here, hey, 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 Amanda, hey, it's good, it's good to see you, good to see you, um, listen, I, look, I'm excited, Jason, I'm excited that you got in the spirit of it and you wore the hat, it feels a little like it's mocking me, but that's fine, I'm going to enjoy it in the spirit, maybe that it's not being offered in, and that's fine, um, but what I'm a little bit worried about is production. Uh, you know, we are a kind of a, a bare bones show. Don't let my beautiful showcase here. Don't let the showroom kind of fool you. You know, sometimes Josh and Ray don't even have electricity. Sometimes they just just play the drums. So supporting a lot of infrastructure, I'm seeing a lot of cameras, I'm seeing a lot of computers. It's a lot of production. I'm worried that it's very production heavy and that we can't support that kind of production. So what I'm concerned about is production. Oh, okay. Um, we, we do a lot of production here. That's kind of just, I'm understanding it. that. And I'm, that, that I think is my, is my main concern. Okay. Could you try well, less production? We, we, we could try it. I think we could do less production. We'll, we'll tone it down a couple tone, of notches. Tone it down to just, uh, like I don't know if notch is a technical term, uh, but I would say if we're at a nine production, let's bring it down to a six and a half. Fair. Can you do that? Gotcha. And dial in six and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for hearing me out on this. And it's morning in Barrett Circus. It's morning in Barrett Circus. ¿Qué haces? Aprende inglés con Inglés Junior. Mira lo divertido que es. Inglés Junior, el curso de inglés que divierte. Vuelve a partir del número uno. Cada semana un fascículo y cada cuatro un cassette. Con la garantía salva. Para ti, que te esfuerzas y pones la vida en acción. Después de tu trabajo, falta morenita esa alegría. Esto es vida. Con la mejor cebada chilena, Malta Morenita, el momento más reconfortante. 
Hi, welcome back to the committee program. I am your host, Arun Chaudhary, and we have now a special segment, another Calls with Cabbies, our sophomore effort after Slovenia, where we talk to cab drivers who are, you don't need to open a poll to know that actually as folks who are on the edge of kind of tech companies and entrepreneurialism and more traditional unionism uh, and the gray economy and the gig economy, which is sort of the same way as saying tech, they are at the epicenter of this, and they also have people. They're talking to people all day, and that's why we get such valuable insights from cab drivers. And today, all the way from South Africa, uh, calling into us in our West Berlin studios, we have Trevor Matebula, who is a cab driver in uh, South Africa, uh, and is going to tell us not just about the politics there, but also about some of the specific ways that tech is influencing the lives of labor in the country. Trevor, thank you so much for coming on, man. We appreciate you. Hi, hi. Good, uh, good afternoon. How are you doing? So, so listen, you're driving all day, as I know from our text messages back and forth. You know, you are out there. What are some of the things that you hear from writers about South African politics generally. In the U.S., we will, of course, be very familiar with the end of apartheid and the rise of Congress and then kind of some of the corruption accusations that have followed since then. But people will not know the day to day. What's your vantage point? Yeah. I mean, look, um, right now, like a lot of people are just feeling, you know, uh, really, uh, I'd say, uh, disillusioned, you know, uh, because it's becoming very clear that you know, a lot of the things that we are going through are as a result of, of you know, uh, changes, changes that are happening all around us, you know. Um, and uh, even with what's happening with our industry in terms of like the gig economy and these apps, you know, uh, these are all just, you know, uh, I'd say birthing pains or, you know, um, of what's coming, you know. Mm. Well, what do you mean by that? Like, what what is coming and how has this affected the kind of market? Like, uh, we were talking earlier and it's sort of, in some ways, South Africa is a laboratory for corporations to see how far they can push labor laws uh, in the same way that Chile was a kind of neoliberal playground. Like, what specifically do you see happening with what the company expectations of labor are and how that's influencing all of South African labor, right? Is it, is it, is it a race to the bottom because these companies are pushing it? Or what is it like as a driver? What is I your think, relationship think, like think, with the company uh, and how does that change? In order to understand South Africa, you have to put it into context, you know, uh, in terms of the history, you know, um, because South Africa is a country that where mm -hmm. in the past, uh, I'd say 20, 26, dec like, like 26 years, we've celebrated, you know, our, uh, our freedom, so to say, uh, where things like, you know, freedom of speech, uh, 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 you know, the right to fair work conditions, you know, uh, the right to be represented, you know, and all these things. These were supposed to be things that were supposed to be enshrined in our constitution, you know, and these are the things that we celebrate, right? Now, when you take the, you know, the, 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 the context of all of that and what it took for people to achieve that, because, you know, a lot of battles were fought to get us to that position. And then now you have these tech companies that come into these countries 
And what they do is they completely violate all of that simply by stating that because we are a tech company, we cannot be classified as your traditional employer, you know. Just by that little technicality, they've now undone years worth of, 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 of you know, of, um, you know, uh, development, you know, and progress. This is, this is the sad thing about what these uh, corporations are doing, essentially, you know, because their business models are not geared towards, you know, creating a sense of unity, building, you know, trust and, you know, and, 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 and fostering good relationships and, you know, prosperous relationships for everyone, you know. Uh, if anything, I would say the stance of these corporations, based on what we've seen, not just in South Africa, but also what happens in the States, right, uh, they are very... Uh, capitalistic, you know, like uh, capitalistically driven, you know, they are driven by the, like by the desire to make profit so much so that they are willing to sacrifice the very people upon whose backs that their entire industry was actually built by, you know, um, and that's, that's very saddening, like, you know, and I know, I know the part of the reason why they have this approach is because they, they, they uh, spend a lot of money you know, uh, developing technologies that are, you know, geared towards automation, you know. Uh, we all know that that's where this whole thing's going, that's where the future's going, you know, automated cars, you know, uh, because I believe they will be safer on the roads um, than humans, because most of the time accidents apparently happen, you know, because of humans, you know. Even, even, even on this uh, uh, platforms like your Uber, your, your Ubers and Bolts and whatever, right, what happened in South Africa is that because of how the earnings dropped for drivers on the platform, it became more and more difficult to make ends meet. So now as a driver, you end up having to clock more and more hours mm -hmm. on the road just to try and make ends meet. And that obviously compromises your, your, your safety, you know, your alert levels on the road, you know. So we started to witness a surge in accidents as a result of driver fatigue and et cetera, et cetera. And it got to the point where insurance companies even increased the premiums on Uber and Bolt vehicles, you know, significantly, you know. And, yeah, you can imagine what this has, like, the kind of impact that this has on an industry. Yes, yeah, yeah. vicious cycle, no, just a vicious cycle. cycle. Right? What were some, uh, you know, a, a, a yeah, yeah, a, a, again, a race to the bottom. What were some of the more traditional labor protections that were in place in the in the in the taxi industry before Uber came in? And how is it just a question of classification or have the companies been able to actually erode the South African law that that Look, regards um, the these biggest areas? factor, I would say, was the pricing. Right. Uh, because. South Africa had like a, you know, a system that actually controlled what the minimum pricing was for a uh, taxi operator, you know, and obviously uh, we all know that when Uber came into the country, they came in at a margin that was already significantly lower at a time where the meter taxi prices were actually even increasing, right? But not only uh, did they come in at a lower price, they also kept that price very low in a country where, you know, 60% of what we pay in fuel goes towards taxes, right? Um, so we even like pay significantly more mm -hmm. for fuel than our neighboring countries who actually buy their fuel from us, you know? Um, 
which is just ridiculous, really, you know. Uh, and then now you have these apps that, you know, keep the prices low because all they care about is taking over their share of the market, you know. But now, even when they do that, they have no vested interest in actually seeing you become a part of their progress at a future, you know, uh, date or whatever the case is, you know. It's like you're, being, you're like, like, like you're being exploited, you know. They are making you to work for peanuts, and then in the end of it, uh, when they are done with you, they just discard you, you know, like block you off their platforms or do whatever the hell they like, you know. There's no uh, representation. No one is going to come in and say like, hey, look, you guys are wrong. You weren't supposed to deactivate these people, you know. Uh, labor law doesn't exist. Any form of labor law and representation, like, doesn't exist, you know. Um, and what are some efforts that people are doing to change that? Uh, you know, I, we do know uh, from our mutual friend uh, uh, Dehan Yafim in Slovenia that they put together kind of a, a new kind of a taxi union. We saw in America some Starbucks, some Amazon, some beginnings of more fringe workers putting together collective bargaining. Is there any Look, equivalent they, they, in they, South they, Africa? They what can you few, tell us about that? Right. Uh, there are quite a few, but um, none are. Uh, running at a national level, I would say, at the moment, right? Or running at a strong capacity, like, on a national level that I've seen. Um, but ultimately, I think South Africa is a very uh, diverse place, right? Where I think people are starting to wake up now, you know? People are starting to wake up. We are starting to see a lot of resistance in the sense that now people are realizing that like, hey, look, what these apps are doing is not right. You know, uh, people are sharing their stories online. You know, they are communicating and that is actually showing the need, you know, for us to actually take charge of this thing. Because uh, the reality of it is that when companies operate in such a manner, they leave even the users exposed, you know. They leave the users exposed because now as a user, mm -hmm. you are at risk because of the environmental factors that are now being created for your operator. You understand? Because um, we've had cases of, 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 of you know, uh, yeah. people claiming that their, that their drivers attacked them, you know, when meanwhile, your driver could have actually been tied up in the trunk, you know. Uh, simply because their vetting processes for consumers sometimes is not adequate, simply because they just want to collect every single penny off the streets because their entire business model is just geared, like, you know, largely towards a capitalistic, you know, uh, 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 agenda, right? And there's really no sense of human touch, no human connection. Hence why even when something happens on these platforms, think about how long, it takes for me in South Africa to be able to report an incident that happened and then I have to see a message at the end of my reporting that I have to wait for 24 hours, you know, uh, uh, to receive feedback. <laughs> you understand? Like these, these cloud, you know, based services, they are good, but they are good only, this, you know, there's only so much so that they can give you, you know. Um, at some point, we have to recognize that like there is a value yeah. you know, to the human touch that we cannot replace, you know, and we need to, you know, respect that and honor that, 
you know, by observing, you know, even just regular practices and protocol that should, should adhere to any work environment, you understand, such as, you know, like a need for safety, you know, um, because we, you know, in, in South Africa, we even had an incident recently where a driver ended up in an area where he was accused of being a, a, a kidnapper, right? When the story came out, it emerged that the guy was not even, you know, a kidnapper. He was actually a driver who had a, a drop-off in an area, you know, and then criminals took advantage, you know, of the fears that were being generated in social media around, you know, safety and kidnappings of, you know, women and children, you know. So he ended up, you know, being attacked. Whereas what should have happened in that situation, he should have been able to identify himself and be recognized also by members of this community. You understand? But now these apps, the way that they, the way that they are operating, they yes. are creating situations where people, like, you know, Uber drivers have made it okay for cars to just pull up randomly in your community, you know, with like tinted windows and people sitting inside that you can't see. You know, they've sort of made it okay for people to sort of accept this. And that's why I think mm -hmm. some of these things are happening because people are taking advantage of this. You know, a car that doesn't belong, that's parked outside in your street, no longer looks out of place because it looks like, oh, it's probably another Uber or another Bolt or another, you know, whatever the case is, you know. So, um, as a result of this, you know, you have, you have unintended consequences, you know, that are happening. And the only way that we can curb these things, because these corporations have no interest in even talking to us, right? And the only way that we can actually curb these things and take charge of the situation that's happening in front of us is by actually taking charge of this industry and actually developing our own apps uh, through partnerships, such as myself and uh, the one that uh, 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 Dayan uh, have, you know, um, because his company was actually able to, to assist us in that regard you know um but yeah so uh mm -hmm. this is how we bridge the gap this is how we bridge the gap by not just laying back and saying hey we want to fight you because at the end of the day corporations will exist right but now let us put the people in charge of understanding what uh, uh principles and ideals drive these corporations you know and in order to do that we have to establish our own that carry the ideals that we can identify with, you know, and then let the customers choose, let the customers be the ones that say like, hey, look, I don't believe in the ideals of ABCD company, but however, I know that someone went out and, you know, created a company that will represent the ideals that I believe in, you know, and then let them support that, you know, uh, and I feel like this is what technology allows us to do because we can now educate people. You know, the fact that you and I can even have this conversation right now, that's that's quite amazing to me, you know, um, because the, the you know, you, when you think yeah. about how far this can actually go, you know, um, just in influencing even just thoughts, you know, and how people think, you know, um, so that when we've now established our local app here, when people come here, they won't be offended if they are if their favorite apps that they may find overseas are not available. But however, they recognize that like, hey, in South Africa, we now have, you know, a new app, you know, and this app and this, this is what it represents. And they go and support that app, yeah. you know, because they know that on this platform, they'll be part of a safer network, you know, where there's like immediate, you know, response to whatever's happening on the ground because we are here. 
you know we make up like you know like the like one of the best things i've ever seen is when drivers unite to protect each other you know that when something is happening a driver's being hijacked or he's being robbed or you know he's being attacked you know he has a group of people that he can go to and send a message in that group and say and say like you know hey guys come to this location you know this is what's happening and people would swoop in you know and actually help him out you know because this is what we all need but now when you are working in isolation with these apps right you don't have any protocol like that unless if you created yourself you know unless if you make sure that you are a part of those groups you know um so yeah so this is this is pretty much what i feel is 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 is, is you know the benefit or the upside to this whole thing Yeah, no, and you're right. I will say, like, for instance, in Ljubljana, when you land, you have a different app, you download it. It's not a big deal once you know that this exactly. is the equivalent of the app that you're that you're familiar with. So so uh, I probably would broadly agree that breaking the monopoly on this is maybe the most important thing. But getting back to the raw politics of it, are there political allies, actually, uh, you know, elected officials in, in South Africa who you turn to, who people like you turn to, to get some political support on this? Um, or are is there a, a political monopoly, which we've definitely seen in the U.S., that especially big tech companies yeah, look, um, are able they, to kind they, of maintain? There definitely is a political uh, monopoly, right? Uh, even from the very establishing of these corporations in South Africa, Right. Uh, the, the the posture of everything, the deals and how they happen, like says it to you loud and clear, you know. Um, as an example, as a South African citizen, right, um, I need a special permit in order to operate in this particular business, right. And that permit, in the beginning, they made it very difficult for you to get a permit. I had to wait a total of two years, you know, of applying, right, before I could get this permit. And Uber, mm. upon arriving and operating they were given 1300 permits you understand they are not a citizen they are not a natural citizen of the country right i do not know yeah. what classification allowed them to actually be able to get these permits but that's something that shouldn't have happened you know not without public you know participation because like now you've created this environment where now we don't even know yeah. how many permits yeah. they actually hold now you know um, and even when I try to like, you know, reach out to people and try to say like, Hey, look guys, this is what's happening, you know, in the political arena or whatever, the response that you get is pretty dry because I feel as if like, you know, um, like the chips are basically in, you know, uh, those, those that know how to make, you know, their ends meet off of this platform they're doing so and if you are not in those circles like you know don't disrupt this thing now <laughs> you know uh that's almost like the essence that you get you know no one yeah. really has a vested interest in saying that like hey look uh what this guy's talking about is actually something real because we live in a country where unemployment is rife you know and we say that we want to fix things but like here's a corporation that's pumping out 120 billion rand plus out of this country's economy while paying no taxes right why don't we take action and start correcting those things you know because that to me amounts to theft you know that amounts to theft. It's theft, theft that's happening via technology, yes, but Absolutely. it still amounts to theft, 
you know if you are doing business in my country and you are pumping out 120 billion and you're not paying any taxes then the government should at least be doing something about that you understand no i mean it, it's it's yeah it's the equivalent of coca-cola who so often go into a country uh, with the expectation that they will get free water, which is 90% of their product. And it's just sort of the privileges afforded these corporations when they, especially yeah, when they go overseas, even. are things that people can only dream of. So it's not even that, you know, we say the problem in the U.S. sometimes is that we treat corporations like people, but it's not. We treat them better than people. They have exactly. more privileges than people. Right? They get to the front of every line yeah. and, uh, and, 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 and just leave us behind. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's what I was going to say is that you, uh, uh, can you? Uh, this is please, this please, is something please. that you know I feel we need to sensitize uh, the public to, you know, because if you look at what's happening as a whole, corporations are violating human rights, like you know, all over the world repeatedly, you know, and we have become okay with that. We have literally become okay with it. And I think it's this culture that like, you know, through, through the apps that we have and the investments that we have in our mobile apps and all these different things, platforms, right? We, we turn a blind eye because we actually do churn a profit, <laughs> you know, from the injustices of these corporations abroad, you know? And there's really no willpower because if I own stocks in... Coca-Cola, why am I going to want to, you know, do anything that's going to harm the stocks of Coca-Cola? But that's where they've gotten us to, like, trade our souls, basically, you know? Because now you're looking at the shoe on the wrong foot, basically. <laughs> I don't know if that's even an expression. <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is an expression, and it's one that fits here. You know, and in fact, speaking of shoes on, on the wrong feet... You know, we've seen over and over again many folks from, you know, our previous center-left administrations, whether that be the Clinton administration or the Obama administration, um, who should, we would think, be on the side of workers again and again helping lead the efforts of companies like Uber and Lyft uh, against their riders and against the public interest, even sort of, you know, leading these sweeping – preventing – preventing political reform in places like California. This was a particularly striking example. Uh, my last question to you is maybe a bit more hopeful, if it can be, but you'll tell me the truth on it. Um, what are the kind of global efforts, uh, global solidarity efforts, that maybe can raise the awareness on this at a higher level? Because I think whether it is things like uh, taxing corporations, et cetera, this is going to have to happen globally or it's not going to happen at all because there's always going to be a place for capital to hide money um look uh i feel i feel that uh right now there's a lot of technology that can allow us to bridge the gap you know um in terms of you know uh creating a global you know movement and awareness right because by doing that we actually land a, a, a like a greater field of consciousness consciousness you understand that's why even this dialogue that we're having is 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 very very critical and very crucial you know because now uh we are taking the conversation beyond the borders of south africa now we're making this an international conversation you understand and i think once we start to do that uh people will then develop a greater awareness of their own environments, you know, especially when they see that these topics have the capacity to reach across borders, you know, that's how serious they are, that's how much of an impact they have on our lives, 
you know. So uh, to me, it actually uh, represents the birth of a new era. And I feel as if even the tech, you know, companies and their posture, this is sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, the one thing that they never want, you know, for people to know that they are the power at the end of the day. They, they, like, we drive their engines, you know. If all of us decide that based on a company's uh, 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 moral, you know, uh, 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 irresponsibility, we are not going to support it, right, they will go down. They will go down. They will not have the, the luxury or the choice of saying like, hey, we don't accept your judgment, you know, because once we make that judgment, they cannot exist, you know, and we drive the culture, you know, we drive the culture. So the more yeah. we support things that are, you know, uh, destructive, you know, to, to society, the more we are just enabling our own demise, really, you know, um, and... It's about high time that people start to really think on a much more conscious level, like on a much more higher level of conscience and actually say like, hey, look, what exactly am I doing on the daily? You know, uh, what is it that I'm contributing to, you know, within my time on this, on this, on this planet, you know, uh, because that's how significant all of these things are. I absolutely couldn't agree more. And I think that's a, a really nice note to end on. We all have to. Look, it, it, you know, it's like you're saying all of these sort of uh, all the mobile apps, all the everything that's in our life. It's essentially making everything in our life into hamburger meat, something that's incredibly satisfying. Uh, but we don't really know where it comes from or the process by which it gets to us. And we all just have to take a little more effort to look at where exactly our transportation yeah. and, energy, you know, food, water, where all of these things come from. Yeah, because we just can, something as you that say, I just want to add, right? Is just by being is conscious and mindful about it, be better. That actually create the platforms that we need, you know, because it is from these dialogues that we begin to recognize that, hey, these entities exist that represent the opposite ideals of what these other corporations are all about, you know? And that's, you know, something that you can make people aware of in their own physical space and how they can actually become part of that change, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Trevor Matabula, thank you for being with us. A driver, a photographer, an entrepreneur from South Africa. And uh, listen, maybe it's okay if we check back with you in a few months and we can hear how things are going. And maybe as elections come closer, you can give us some sure, actual, most definitely, most uh, definitely. political <laughs> electoral awesome. insights because that's, that's what a lot of what we're cheers, hungry cheers. for. Cheers. 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 And now, live from CatSynth Studios in San Francisco, USA, my sister, Amanda Chaudhary, and I'm disclosing that relationship the same way I would like I'm a lobbyist or like I have a client or like the way I always do, because I think it's important to be transparent about these things. Uh, but it will be leading the committee orchestra uh, in a song called Big Manual. Please take it away.
Everyone, that's Amanda Chaudhry leading the committee orchestra with Big Manul. Uh, Listen, thanks so much for coming on. I'm hoping that we can actually keep you on. And uh, for another segment we have, we do a focus group where we get people to sort of tell us their different opinions on things. And knowing that you are at Cat Synth uh, Studio, which is uh, the heart of San Francisco, which is close enough to Silicon Valley for our you know global audience to, right, to yeah. feel <laughs> included enough. We'd love your opinion because we want to talk a bit about Twitter and Elon Musk oh. and other such unmentionables. So I hope that maybe you can stick around for that. Yeah, we should be able to stick around for that. No problem. <laughs> cool. And where can people find out more about Cat Synth, which is, you know, uh, tell us exactly what it is. It's also a YouTube channel. It's an identity. Yeah. It's a lifestyle brand marketing scheme. It's, you know, it's a dessert topping. It's everything. Yeah. Well, yes, it is everything. It is a website uh, started originally on a whim when a friend said, you should do something about cats and synthesizers because, you know, you like cats and you like synthesizers. So we did that and uh, did that for years, also did reviews, other articles, things like that, all written form. And then a few years ago, decided to branch out into doing video too. Um, so it started uh, kind of almost uh, sort of punk aesthetic style uh, with uh, just going to shows, taking the iPhone, maybe taking a light, taking a microphone, talking to people, you know, cutting some footage of the show, running home, putting it up at night. and. Uh, Kind of just went from there, getting more elaborate, started uh, doing demonstrations and detailed, very detailed tutorials about some of the equipment you see here at CatSynth HQ. Um, also just other things that interest us, uh, other music, because we just love music in general, books, film, any cultural things we think about, bits of trivia, mathematics, cats, more cats. Mm. Um, where can people find that, and where can people also find uh, your different musical projects? You're in several different bands. Look, sure. you're you know a musician in San Francisco, so you're in 30 bands, and they all have like names that, that have yeah. five knit words in them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so you can find out the uh, you can find Catsynth all the things, including the dessert topping, at catsynth.com. You can find you can go straight to the video channel at YouTube dot com slash cat synth tv all one word they don't really care about the capitalization but you know it's capital c capital s tv but they don't care. in germany we care but otherwise okay yeah now, I, i've heard that about germany uh they, yeah. they they make a big deal about that but not uh youtube does not make such a big deal about that i think even in germany uh, but i'm not sure uh we uh, you can also find out a bit about music. I have a recent album out. Um, so new albums, old albums at amandachaudhry.bandcamp.com. Uh, that's my main band, including a project that I've been doing called Meow Meow Band. Yeah, more of a musical project than a band in the traditional sense of like getting in together and rehearsing and doing shows. It's a, uh, it's a musical concept. I think... Uh, People have heard of this thing. I would definitely recommend that folks check out the Meow Meow Band. The, this last record is actually really good, and I enjoy it very much. And it was even a thing that I have on CD. So it is even a physical object that uh, if you go to amandachadrybandcamp.com, you can find out more about how to get. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for agreeing to stick around. And thank you so much.
Thanks so much for tuning into the committee program. We know you have many options when it comes to content consumption, and we appreciate your attention to this new season with new episodes on Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and at 10 p.m. Central European Time. You can support the show by becoming a member on patreon.com slash the committee program. You can follow committee on Twitter, uh, backslash committee pro, on YouTube, the committee program, on Instagram, the committee program, on Facebook, the committee program, and you can visit the committee program company store at tpublic.com, the committee program shop. Special thanks, as always, to our team, Javad Castrati, Fiamma Melli, Jacopo Castelletti, Forrest Levet, and committee's deputy director, Julia Doubleday. Look alive out there. It's later than you think. It's the end of our broadcast day. Thanks for listening. in our second series. For more global infotainment from the committee program, click on the video screen right or screen left. Please like and subscribe to the committee program on Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern and 10 p.m. Central European time.